0: Thank you for joining us for "Be Our Geek," where everyone is a geek about something, and where we cover your pop culture landscape. And where we cover your pop culture landscape through our geek lens. We're broadcasting from the Twin Cities Film Fest. I'm Miss Shannon, and I, uh, Jayden, my podcasting uh, husband, is here with me. Um, yeah. Jayden, I do want to, as we begin this episode. Let everybody know that this is how um, committed we are to this craft. Like, you can see that I sound a little wonky, and I I couldn't even get through the opening positioning statement. But let's just tell everybody that this is Memorial Day weekend. That's right. And instead of being out on a lake someplace, we are so committed to be our geek. We are here in studio.
1: See, I thought I was going to fake it. I was going
0: to be like, <laughs> we're in the
1: middle of a boat in Lake Minnetonka. We're doing a remote. We're going to, no. I we guess, got some guess mimosas. Not. No, you we're just, just... You just. took my whole intro away. Sorry.
0: Cool. Sorry. I'm I didn't good. know that we were going to go to that fantasy land with you. No, we're we here can pretend. in can a go, box. We can start all over again and just go, okay, let's, could, no, should we just project? It's okay. I ruined done. it for you. I yeah. doused your dream.
1: We're just in a box now <laughs> in the festival studios. There's no sunlight here. <laughs> no. There's no windows. It's all for you, the the consumers, yes. the listeners, so that is the best possible audio that we can deliver.
0: So, and not only are we so committed to be we're our crazy. geek that we're in here, we There's were crazy enough, right? Too. We were crazy enough to make one of our friends come in and be our
1: guest geek of the week. So, How did, how'd you bribe him? That's what I want to know. <laughs>
0: you know what? I kept thinking, so, like literally
1: the best day of the weekend, and we're in here. We're all in right, here. Middle, like it's gonna rain. The, the rest of great. Right.
0: So, Mr. Nicholas Palatichek has yeah. joined us. So, Nicholas, you have your show, the St. Paul Filmcast Podcast, right? Yes, yeah. Um, and you also have a number of projects that we are going to talk about in our second segment. So, we do okay. appreciate you joining us. Yeah. Uh, and you are yeah. another broad-spectrum geek like us, Nick. You know, right, yeah. You're yes. kind of into yep. everything and movies and, and gaming and just a little bit of everything, right?
2: Right. Comic books, um, movies, um, anything really pop culture just get absorbed yeah
0: and Jaden, i don't know if you knew this about nick he has like what did you say like over a thousand comic books in your house
2: last time i took inventory with my nephews yeah um, they're a little bit uh, they're grade school kids we took inventory it was close to a thousand about wow. 900 of them yeah is
0: there yeah. a particular genre like what do you when you have a thousand comic books is it yeah. just a little bit of everything or is there something that you focus on most
2: well primarily because it's just easy Is a superhero stuff yeah it's easy to collect it's out there mm-hmm. but um i do have like fantasy sci-fi you know there's a it's just like movies. There's a whole right. bunch of subjects. So,
0: so yeah. when you first, when you were a yeah. young Nicholas and right. you're going, okay, I'm going to start collecting things, uh, <laughs> you're like, you know right. what, what was and the this first was thing- like five years ago, right? Yeah, probably. Because right, yeah. <laughs> you're fairly young. <laughs> <laughs> what first drew you into comic books?
2: Um, I think it's because the first time in my life when I was a kid, I had a tough time reading. Okay. And I would get into lower reading groups. And you know because you're just reading the words. Well, I think comic books help because there's pictures along with the words. Right. And and it, at, at that time, you know, when you're in grade school, a couple, you know, thirty years ago, they really sh- shunned you from reading comic books. Right. They didn't. Right. Hunt, they, it was not really encouraged. But it was like it helped because it's not so much the words weren't so much emphasized. The pictures were, but it helped you to read. Also, you right. well, actually were reading.
0: Right. Yeah. And I'd like to remind people that too. Where they're, you know, and especially they now that we have. We still can call them comic books, but they're graphic novels. Like, there's so much yeah. more involved in the story, and so I I don't like it when people go, "Well, if you're a kid and you're only reading uh, comic books, you're like they use it like only in quotes, you know, like there's right, a yeah. problem with it." Versus going, "No, but you're at least still being." Um, drawn into a story. You're still learning about these characters. So do, everything doesn't have to be high prose to still thing. be of value.
1: I did the same thing in India, too, where, it, where the Sunday the Sunday paper would come in. Mm-hmm. There would yeah. be comic book strips there. And we would just, my dad and I, would just like read the comic book strips. Right. And that was reading. Like yes. I actually got to... Then, then we went down to uh, a local market and picked up those particular comic strips actually had an actual comic book series. So we'd actually go and pick up that series. Right. And I think... I, I that's reading. I don't know what else people would call it. <laughs> you're reading words and looking at pictures. Exactly. Yes, reading.
0: Yeah, I remember
1: because I was a nerdy book reader girl,
0: you know, from jump, you know. So I had those, and I, I mean, I went through a comic book, I'll say phase, but then I kind of jumped into like sci-fi and fantasy books, and was back into full-on books again because right, yeah. I think I'm just not patient enough to be a good comic book fan. Because I just remembered clamoring and going, oh, I have to wait a week. Like, now you can have digital content that drops all of the time. But, yeah. you know, that feeling as a kid of I already read this, I already read this, I already read this, and, I, that never that, got good to me. The <laughs>
1: feel so. of turning the page is different than scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. So, True. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, for you, as you're collecting, are there specific things that you're looking for in your collection that you want to add to? Or are you always just open to something else that could just seamlessly become part of your collection
2: right there's there's certain writers that i always buy their stuff um like gail simone no matter what she writes i'll buy it right um i'm always looking out for number ones i'm always looking out for new okay um even if i don't like the artwork or something i always buy new i i always encourage new stuff um but there's always the usual stuff that i always buy you know i've always collected batman's detective comics. Oh, so I'm not okay. really, you know, narr- you know, just this is my exclusive and that's all I buy. Yeah. I'm always branching out and looking for more s- new stuff all the time.
0: Well, Nick, we're very excited to talk to you about some of the projects you have, specifically yeah. your own comic book and your podcast yeah. that you have coming up, so we're going to talk about that in our second segment, but I do have some housekeeping some things I want to talk to you guys about first yeah. in this first segment. First of all, I want to say thank you to all of our social media family that's out there that follows BR Geek on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram because we did our first giveaway we did uh we were provided a copy of the blu-ray edition of the upside and yeah. the upside is a movie Which that's did coming really out. well yeah and so the, the upside the so the upside is coming out and i think that part of the reason why they were a little worried about the upside is because it does star brian cranston right. has nicole kidman but also has kevin hart and yep. a lot of us have fallen off on kevin hart <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. kevin hart did a little foot in mouth and it's i don't know if everybody's over it so i was very curious to see how this went so shout out to carlos uh yes. he was on one of our our Facebook community, and he was the winner. We do plan on doing some other giveaways like that. That's right. And that another thing that I wanted to cover is, Jaden, you didn't make it to this, and Nicholas, you weren't here either. But we did with the Twin Cities Film Fest. We did a screening.
1: So I did make it, and it was middle of the movie. I came in for oh. about twenty minutes because I just landed.
0: So what we're talking about is that we did a screening via the Twin Cities Film Fest of a documentary called "The Secrets." Of Blackmore, yeah. and the secrets of Blackmore. We were over at the uh, the Heights Theater in Columbia Heights, and the thing about the secrets of Blackmore is it's it's what turned into Dungeons and Dragons, and right. so uh, they were like, okay, we want you to go screen it. Shannon's the big dork; yeah. she'll go do it, and they are correct on all of those things, <laughs> and and they are correct. They were like, when our friend, <laughs> I don't think I
1: ever use the word dork. But okay. <laughs> I said Shannon should host it. <laughs> Yeah.
0: <laughs> I feel like yeah. often there's there we have a, a, a panel of rotating hosts that do things with the Twin Cities Film Fest, and they normally send it out to all of us. And I feel like they were like, Shannon needs to do this one, you know, kind of thing. I mean, okay, fine. So I took it, and it was great. Yeah. And the thing that I thought was interesting about this, and I know that you both are movie people and documentary people, the thing that I thought was interesting is that even though I knew it was supposed to talk about the history of... Dungeons and Dragons. It wasn't what I thought it was going to be because the movie. And I, I encourage anybody who's into this kind of genre to watch it. It really is a story about friendship and these these guys who were doing role playing game before role playing
1: games was a thing.
0: So no. it doesn't talk about Dungeons and Dragons really very much, honestly. You know, you other just than- have to
1: know that this was the the origin story, right? You just have to know that going into it, knowing that you know. They don't talk about what it's going to look like. No. They talk about yeah. how these four guys, five guys would just get together and just start playing. And this. that's
0: the part that's so interesting is just watching these guys, and this was uh, like in the 60s, watching these guys who were like, you know, high schoolers and young college kids, yeah. these guys that started playing. And so watching them and being able to talk to them, I'm, you're going to have to go to like the Twin Cities Film Fest um, YouTube page to see some of the red carpet things that we did. Because I was going to do some of the audio, but it didn't come out the way that I wanted. But it was fascinating to talk to these guys and to watch them drop down that... Uh, role-playing game, Rabbit Hole. Like, they've been playing <laughs> for 40 years, you know? Yes, they <laughs> and have, they're yeah. still talking about they campaigns that yeah. started 40 years ago. That's Remember right. the time that we did this and the first time we went to Blackmore, And that was so joyous, to yeah. watch people, like, yeah. so into what they're doing and talking about something that they loved and how it had built their community and their friendship, and they had this...
1: It was a sold-out house. And yeah. You looked into the audience, and there was such a mix of... Um, first and foremost, film enthusiasts who want to come and watch this documentary. Second of all, these were all gamers. I mean, I saw gamers left and right. And again, you can't just look at somebody and say they're gamers, but they're watching this film and they're laughing at the same things. And they're like, just, just, eyes glued to the screen. right? And, the, uh, and I wasn't there for the q and A. I'm assuming a lot of questions it were It was. And, and
0: it was interesting because a lot of it is that when we were talking to the filmmakers that did it and why they decided to make this film, they had... This is a two hour documentary. And they had over 500 hours of... What? Right. Of footage that they what? managed to distill down to this. And I'm still going, how did you do no. it was one of my primary questions. Yeah. Like, how did you go... I have 500 hours of content. I'm going to distill it into this story because there was so much. And I could kind of understand why some of it was, you think I talk a lot, Jayden. Let me tell you, these guys, (laughs) these guys, if you put a quarter in them, they would go. It just means they're passionate. Yes. And that part was fascinating and so fun to watch them go. Yeah, you should complain. And that to feel, I think that sometimes from the outside people think about especially like role-playing gamers as this they take it seriously but it's not about building that relationship and so it was wonderful to be able to showcase like no this is them building this community and that they do want other people in it but they were so unapologetically themselves and that was wonderful so I'm glad you get to she- I'm glad that you showed it I hope you get to go see it Nick
2: I would love be, it uh, um we had a uh, uh, on my my podcast mm-hmm. we had Bill Cooper on yes. Yeah, let me pick that name off the floor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but he talked about he was gonna be at the screening of it. Yes. And the fascinating thing is it was sold out. Yes. I wanted to go but it was completely sold out.
1: There's a a small conversation internally to perhaps bring it back for the festival. Because That'd be great. of the because of the the, the still there's so many people that were on the waiting list that right. still wanna come see it and we're talking to the filmmakers right now to see what the possibility would be to bring it back in October and maybe showcase it during the festival. Because
0: it was amazing to like listen to them talk about it and them going about the fact that it was still a work in progress. Like, there's still things that they wanted to be able to really? do with the fu- the film, and this was basically their premiere, you know, and it made sense that they would have it here. It's like, it's a, you know, it's based upon something that happened right over in St. Paul. A yeah. lot of the story is that. So they wanted to make sure that the premiere is here. So I think we could do something with it again. It would be fun, you know, and there's more people that would be interested in that story. Uh, you got one. Yes.
2: <laughs> cool.
0: Done. And it sounds sad, but I would like us to showcase it for another reason, is that so many of the gentlemen that are showcasing that film are aging they're aging yeah. gracefully, but they're aging and one of the things that one of them told me is he goes every year we lose another player no. and so mm-hmm. to be in this these are people that have been hanging out in high school and college and for them to say something like that but us to give right. memory and history and a footprint to their story was fantastic and so if we can show it more great
1: and not even for the general consumers but for their families and for their right. friends and again it's it's again if. First and foremost, is a good story, told well. There's no reason, uh, if there's enough demand for it, that we wouldn't consider it. So um, I'm glad that, that you mentioned that, and I'm glad you were there. And uh, I did happen to see it. I <laughs> talked to Bill outside for about 20 minutes. Yes. Um, and then I'm like, I'm tired. Bill's like, go home. <laughs>
0: So, okay, we went from a documentary to we're going to move into before we like take our first break. I do want us to talk about a movie that I have been getting very excited about, but I just read an article about it that's kind of dousing my hope about it. Oh. And that movie is Men in Black International. So I have been really excited for that. I've been jazzed since I saw the first trailer months ago. Um, They dropped another trailer recently. I was very excited to see it, and I still think I really want to see this film. But the most recent news article that I read said that they are projecting franchise-low opening weekend dollar amounts.
1: Well... And again, I hope it doesn't because it's in one of my. It's it's, it's part of my <laughs> fan league. I have this particular film. Oh, um, I wait, have wait, wait! Yeah.
0: Tell Nick, tell tell Nick <laughs> right. what we're talking about.
1: So I have a. I'm in a uh, fantasy movie league, and we get together uh, on a quarterly basis and pick the next three months worth of box office where we think it's going to do well, and we bid on it. And so I have Men in Black, and I okay. actually have Aladdin as well. So Aladdin, oh okay, was pegged as that article because of what came out with uh the first images for they didn't Will, like Smith the Will Smith. And, looked but obviously as the genie. it'll hit about 100 million this weekend so um i i, I take all those uh reviews and so those <laughs> rotten Tomatoes things yeah. uh, with a grain of salt right. because at the end of the day g- the general consumers are the ones that are going to go out there and see it so i hope it's not again I don't even know what the franchise record is, right? Um, and again, it's got Tessa Thompson and, uh, Chris, and Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth. Which I think they if do you're, have draws. Both and of those. if you're a
0: geek and you were disappointed, I mean, I don't want to completely spoil. It. If you were disappointed with the physique of Chris Hemsworth in Avengers Endgame, and you really <laughs> just got to get hot Hemsworth on, yeah, you can go see you him guys know in that Black was now. All prosthetics, right? Yeah, <laughs>
1: it was all makeup. I know it, it does but not so many look people.
0: Like that. I but I I know they I know people know that, but I think that there was a lot of. Fan girls that were very disappointed. Like, people wanted to see Hot Hemsworth.
1: Once you marry him, that's what <laughs> yeah. he's going to turn into. Just saying. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are your thoughts on Men in Black?
2: Do they have the same agent, Tessa and Chris?
0: I don't know uh. that. You wonder why did they pair them up so? Yeah, because you know, they were in Thor they're Ragnarok. They're in Thor Ragnarok. Ragnarok. Yep. Ragnarok. Yeah, yeah, so I think that that was part of it is that they're okay, We know that they have well, some of the chemistry they yep. showed sure, in yeah.
1: Avengers. Yeah. They were like, yeah, you guys you guys would be a good pair.
0: Right, and so yeah. I know I'm that I'm sure they're
1: rep by the same CAA or something. Yeah.
0: So I was thinking that this was gonna do Sony justice. Like Sony's gonna make a decent movie. You know, we'll stop banging on them about making wishy washy, not great sci-fi fantasy.
1: forget films. about the the reviews why did you why were you excited about it or why are you still excited
0: well about it? I mean I thought from looking at the trailers that it had the proper tone and tenor for what I want a men in black movie to be and I don't hold the men in black franchise so precious that it has to be Tommy Lee Jones and it has to be Will Smith if they're oh, gonna do it. I like that, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I like that they spun it into a different world this and there is called was a international. It's an international because this is a different office. I'll play a little clip of it. So I'm
3: driving. Hey! We are a rumor. Recognizable only as deja vu back to Emma and dismissed just as quickly. We are the best kept secret
0: in the universe. I know. I want in. You erased my parents' memories, but you didn't get mine. It took me 20 years to find you. How many people can say that? I found you, which makes me perfect for this job. <laughs> See, we're gonna have car chases. Ah! We, may have we have humor. We have aliens. Mind. I'm good with it. You know, I'm, you know, I, and I'm excited to see the interplay between Tessa Thompson's character and Chris Hemsworth's character. It looks right to me. And the other thing that I was worried about is I just don't want people to Ghostbusters this movie. I was so, like, excited about it. I thought, you know, Tessa Thompson is... um, bomb proof yep. you know i think that she's a great actor oh yeah you know yeah. and i'm like okay but the fact that now people are already trying to water it all down i'm finding very disappointing
1: you know and again i think it's too early when does it come out a couple a couple more weeks yeah
0: so june 14th it hits theaters um it'll be fine and okay. it's a
1: it's again it's a summer blockbuster um it'll do just fine now again does it make us money back at the end of the day sure with international box uh, box office sales it will um what else is? It all depends on what else is coming around around it, like around the weekends. So, you know, um, Aladdin will have its run by then. So, it'll and I work. think it's a
0: slightly different audience too. It yeah. is. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I'd go watch it. Good. I will watch it. Well, you, I'm excited. about
0: now it. Now you want it to make money though, because it's one of your pools for your fantasy league. I don't
1: pay for movies.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love the Showplace Icon theaters. <laughs> But you're like, I don't, I don't pay for movies. All right, so we're going to have to check into that and see how that does it in a couple of weeks. And we're going to go to break, and then we're going to come back and we're going to know more about our guest geek, Nicholas Palatichek, in just a second here on Be Our Geek. Mm-hmm. Welcome back to Be Our Geek, where everyone is a geek about something. I'm Miss Shannon. Jaden Satia is here. Our guest geek joining yeah. us again for this second segment, Nicholas Palladichek. So, Thank Nicholas, you. Yeah. if you – because you have a, a variety of hats. Do you yeah. have a favorite hat right now?
2: Uh, right now, I would say movies. Okay. it's the okay. summer movies? Yeah. You get excited about right. it. I mean, you, you eventually – uh, usually, comics are f- for the off-season. Correct. You know, that makes summers sense. Summers are all, I'm pumped up for summers, summer movies. Everybody likes the popcorn flicks. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. It is a fun time of year. You know. So, yeah. when you are working over on the St. Paul Filmcast, uh, yeah. so tell everybody about your podcast and how you decided, this current one, why you decided to start doing it.
2: Oh, um, thanks. Uh, yeah, th- our podcast, our my podcast, is called the St. Paul Filmcast. We do it at my house. Yes. So it's, it's nice <laughs> um, it runs two podcasts. Parallel content. One, we'll have a panel discussion. We'll pick a topic, like a film, mm-hmm. where I have um, our uh, the people, our hosts, would we'll talk about a film. The other one is we we'll invite uh, filmmakers, independent filmmakers, from pri- primarily around the local area. Right. I, we go all over too. We've had some independent filmmakers from Hollywood and all that stuff um, come on the show as well, um, just to provide another platform, just to talk about their products. Right. And uh, it was kind of hesitant. It's like, how can I reach these people? But they actually kinda of found me.
0: <laughs> okay. It's been nice and
2: mm-hmm. the very forthcoming and it's been um I was a little hesitant at first I it's like, Are you sure you want to come to my house? you know but they've been yeah, I'd love to come over and talk and it's just I think people in independent filmmakers have a comfort to come to new places to okay. talk about their stuff. Yeah. So
0: they don't they're not like that sounds kinda creepy that we're gonna go to this dude's house. <laughs>
2: <No>. <laughs> like-
1: <laughs> I think if you're an independent filmmaker, you- you're okay with that. <laughs> Typically, right. you're like, yeah, yeah I've, I've been in people's basements. But I, do, but, I,
2: but I do, like, if I have a female guest, I make sure my wife is right, that, right? So, right. Yeah, or at least somebody knows <laughs> that you're there. I don't, yeah.
0: So yeah. they you're like, uh, I don't want to be the last person that they saw, you know. So uh, so you have had a number of other podcasts as well. Yeah. What made you go, this is the story that I want to tell now?
2: Well, I've had one previously with my cousin, and we did, you know, let's talk about variety subjects. Let's just pick a subject we will talk about. it From right. current events to stuff like that. Well, that get overbearing. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And especially if your listeners don't really know what your focus is. If right. you go too far broad, people kind of lose interest. So you have to kind of find a little niche. Right. Um, I've always loved movies. And I was like, I would just probably like to just stick to the movies. Right. And that's where we came from. That's where we got where we are now.
1: When you're looking at your guests, are you looking at whoever's available? Or are you going after specific guests for a specific reason because you want to talk about that specific thing? Like, does that make sense? Like,
2: yeah, I, I'm not going to probably say no. <laughs> fair enough. <Right. laughs> no, yeah, fair enough. That's a good I mean, I've, I've yeah. had people say, you know, I'm just auditioning. I haven't made anything. Come on my show. Cool. Yeah. You know because. As long as you call yourself an actor, right, and you've been doing auditions, come on—it's another way of kind of almost auditioning as well as to your listeners, yeah. right?
0: Yeah. Did I you
1: mean, get, uh, sorry. My question, a follow-up question, will be: Do you get listeners' feedback um, as far as what they want to know about the industry, what they want to know um, about that that particular art form of either acting or directing, or you know, being cinematographer, or are you just kind of going off of what you think the audiences will? will gravitate towards.
2: Yeah, it, it, you can tailor to what you think they want to listen to, but I think people would be interested of in how things get made. I've heard a lot of responses of people surprised a lot of movies get made here. Right. They all thought it was just concentrating on the coast, New York and California. That's where you make movies. They're like, no, there's a huge pocket here of really good stuff. Right. And I think people are um, – it's slowly people outside of Minnesota getting noticed that, uh, yes, there's people over here. They love to make movies and are doing a really good job of it.
0: Well, yeah. I know that a lot of what Jayton and the folks here at the Twin Cities Film Fest like to do, or focus on that too, and showcase that, and and you know, so for you, Nick, to be able to tell, give uh, people another opportunity to tell their story and yeah. what it's like to be a working actor here in Minnesota, do you ever get like surprised by somebody's answer or or? or? Go, I didn't think about it from that perspective.
2: You know, because I don't make movies, mm-hmm. and I didn't go to film school. Right. I took film history, and, and so I think my my questions are always tailored to somebody who's look at, from the outside looking in. And I think I yeah. learn more from not making movies, I and mean, my questions are probably a little more tailored for somebody who doesn't really know how things get made, you know, how— uh, and especially if you're making short films, I think people think you're oh, making a movie it's a full feature. No, it doesn't have to be. Right. And a lot of people think, um, you know, it's it's a big production and everything is. No, it's sometimes it's just a couple minutes of just doing something creative. Yeah.
1: And in this world of instant media and instant gratification, and give me the short version of it, um, I think short films are more relevant now than ever because there's so many stories out there that filmmakers are able to tell um with high production value obviously everybody has an iphone which is a lot more powerful than the spaceship that went to the moon like it's one of those things like we we have the access to it um to tell stories and i think the more stories out there the better and the more people know about it the better it becomes again it's all about civil discourse around you may not love a specific subject matter but as long as you're able to uh, digested with a group of again, that's why that's why I love the the community going experience to a film because I never know who's gonna, who I'm going to be sitting next to and actually yeah. like something that he or she likes, and we're laughing at the same thing. And literally, as we're passing in the hallway, it's like, oh, yeah, that scene was great. I'm like, yep, and that was it. It's that human connection of, like, probably not going to see this guy again, probably
2: (laughs) not going to see this woman again.
1: Yeah. Even though they live in our same community, but it makes you feel better because of what we just saw, and that's thanks to the filmmakers for putting it up on the big screen for us.
2: I have that same thing because I I watch their movies, and I feel like before you even get to meet them, I already know something about you. Right. Right. And I always always assigned myself to that no matter what you make is almost an autobiography. Okay. No matter what you do, it tells you who you are. Right. You pick that certain genre, you pick that certain style. It gives a kind of a really a definition of who you are. If you could make a movie Yeah.
1: What genre would it be?
2: Oh definitely crime. Okay. Okay. Yeah, just like my comic book. Crime, thriller, dark, noir, yeah. It would definitely be black and white. Okay. So yeah. tell us
0: about your comic. Book. Yeah. So okay. the new one, you 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 have book one available right now of the yeah. Greenway. Is yeah. that right? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I brought a copy for you guys. Thank um, you. it's you. let Jay. Um, Fancy. Go ahead. Talk, <laughs>
1: let's talk talk about it. Mm-hmm.
2: It's a it's a crime noir story that takes place in Saint Paul in 1968. And so, uh, obviously, I wasn't alive in 1968. <laughs> I came into the world <laughs> about nine years after. What
1: do you know about the 68s? <laughs> yeah.
2: But uh, And I did a lot of extensive research, so this has been a project that has been in the back of my mind and been making for the last 11 years. Okay. And so uh, I always wanted to do a comic book. I didn't want to do the superhero thing. I love superheroes. Everybody does. But there's other ways of other stories that we can make in comic books. So I kind of came up with this idea of a crime story. You know, like the old Noirs, Humphrey Bogart, you know, something like that, detective movies. And this was and written
0: and illustrated by you, Nick, right? So you did all That's the amazing. work in this? I did all of it, yeah. Wow. Written,
2: illustrated, edited. So how
1: long was this process for you? From, um, like, the idea to I it's, st- it's in print.
2: I started this uh, whole process summer of 2008. and It's a the decade scr- in the ma- making. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't finish the script till 2014. Wow. And, and how okay. many uh,
1: how many books are there?
2: There's going to be three. three. Okay. Only the first one's out now. Gotcha. Yeah. So. Does it make
1: it easier once the first one's up and running to kind of push through the second and the third?
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Every Hardest thing is to start. Okay. Every time. Hardest thing is the first audition, right? Right. Hardest thing is the first podcast. So once you're
0: published, it's easier to get published the next time. Or once you publish one, then you're like, okay, I know – the ropes and how to get this done.
2: After the first chapter, it gets easier. I think the first chapter was my longest one; It took me a year to do. Because, okay, right? You get okay. That's my style. That's the way I'm going to do it. That's the way I'm going to podcast. Okay. Then okay. Comfortable <laughs> with. <laughs> yeah.
0: And you just go Now I just on. You get on cruise control. Is that what you're, you say? Is that you're just like okay? It's.
2: It's a. It's a little bit frightening, but it's. It feels like that, doesn't it? Yeah, it does kind of feel like that. So
0: the first one is out now. And when did yeah. you say you're going to have the next two?
2: Draw? Um, book two should be coming up in next month. Okay. So it's already been scanned, screened. We just wow. haven't put the words. So what's the
1: log line for this? What is the elevator pitch to say somebody who's just in the elevator and they're like, they're like comic books. Tell me about
2: <laughs> how are you going to sell me this book? I would say like that it's not going to be at a conventional comic book, right? Okay. We always, it was like yep. the fantasy story. I want to look a little grounded in reality what's the bit. story um simply um this black market dealer comes to saint paul to visit his friend while he's in saint paul his friend gets murdered with him and his friend's wife they try to find out who the killers are all the while the greatest detectives who happen to be in saint paul are on the case chasing him got right. it so it's kind of like two stories that's in great one. yeah
0: uh, sold. I know. Yeah. I'm impressed. Yeah. I'm impressed. So what is the, so did you self-publish? Like, how does it work? Because we know some authors uh, that, like, they've done children's books and, and they self-publish. How does it work in the comic book industry?
2: And that's the other reason why it took so long, because I've researched, and my wife and I extensively looked at a way we can submit to publishing. Right. To the point where, we're like, let's just do it ourselves. Okay. Yeah, we're having enough, uh, because if you go to publishers, if you go to them, they're going to have some critiques, right? Okay. It's better if publishers come to you. Oh, right. So, I was like, we went to, uh, it's a, a website, um, a company in California called Kablam. Okay. And they're very accommodating to what you want. They just say, "What? tell us what you want. This is your thing. Right. This is how you're going to do it. And we, we publish it through that way.
0: Okay. So, um, then do you decide, okay, we're going to make, us run a certain number of them for our first um, run. Yeah. So, do you go, okay, I want to make 500. I want to make 5,000. How do you go through that process, Nick?
2: Right. Uh, the, well, what I did was kind of a soft opening. Okay. Right. I'm just going to, just a soft opening, just to see, get, get my foot in the water. Right. Um, and we just, a couple copies. We could, we sent ones out for free to promotion and stuff, just to get everybody familiar with it. Right. Um, and see, you know, I would rather do a small order. You always can come back when you right. self publish. Okay. Hey, more. So just, the soft opening was what I wanted to approach.
0: Well, how's the? How do you distribute? You know, when since we don't have as many comic book stores as we used to, and and I know we just recently had free comic book day, which I like to support because I have other friends that right, yeah. are artists in yeah. in this genre. So how do you get it out there? Are you mostly uh, your digital presence? Like, we order it from online, put it on Amazon. What do you – how do you sell it?
2: Well, I didn't go for the barcode. Okay. So it's not going to be in stores. Okay. That's another pricing that if you're a self-publisher, you have to research if you want to do barcode or not.
0: Okay. So
2: I did not. Mm -hmm. So what I'm going to do is put on – you can find it on a website. Okay. Indie Planet.
0: Indie Planet. Okay. You can
2: find it there. Um, Also, just do the usual comic book conventions. Right. A lot of people start out that way. And that's just like submitting for film festivals. A lot of comic book publishers, it's just like comic cons. So you're going to have to do your research. You're going to have to find out. It's a whole new sport when you're making something, <laughs> right, looking yeah. for what kind of – what fits you. You want to travel and all that stuff. Right.
0: So. so what cons are you interested in going to now?
2: I will be um, – I can say this right now. I will be at the Valley Con in oh. Fargo. Okay. Nice. Uh, that's in October. Mm-hmm. Um, I am looking into some other ones that are just not finalized. But I can right. say right now that I will be at ValleyCon in Fargo uh, this October.
0: Well, we're
1: excited to see how that goes for you. So yeah. in the in the days of shop, uh, drop ship, right? So basically you, you order it and then you don't have to have an inventory. They can just print it off. Like I'm talking about T-shirts, right? You can or, – or merchandise, normal merchandise. You think yeah. A company doesn't need to have any inventory anymore because you can just drop ship it. Is yeah. that something that is – being adopted by uh, for books, say per se, or even specifically comic books. I mean, I'm not sure how your the actual printing costs versus how long it takes to actually print a particular comic book and then ship it off. Um, how does that work?
2: Okay, yeah, uh, it, especially when you're self publishing, you want to look for two things hard copy and digital. Okay, you want to have those options. I do have both options on Indie Planet. Okay, so if you go to www.indieplanet and you can find it, just type in. The Greenway. There's a digital copy option and a hard copy. I don't have any part with that. Okay. Once you submit your order, kablam there you go. Prints it out that's and great. sends it to you. And that's
1: great for independent well, I'm talking about it from a business mindset here. It's great okay. for nowadays small business owners to not have that extra inventory. That is just sitting around. Right, yes. (laughs) It's just like taking up space, collecting, literally collecting dust until you go to the next con or until you go somewhere else and you're lugging that stuff around. You got to have obviously something to take with you to trade shows and wherever you're going to go to sell your stuff. But if it's just around and you're just hoping that people just stumble upon it and read it and just get it to them, to have the the options now begin with – the internet yeah. um, to get it out there as yeah. quick as possible. Um, what are the price points for digital versus hard copy?
2: Right now, we're going to change our prices. So we submitted to Indie Planet. Um, right now, this is going for fifteen dollars. We're going to drop it because the next one's coming to okay. about six dollars. Got it. Indie Planet is going to have to change it. Okay. Digital, we're going probably for about two bucks. Okay. Got it.
0: Yeah.
2: So and you then can are get you it on your phone? Eventually yeah. you're gonna do like
0: bundling so you can get all three of them for like a trilogy for Yeah. Yes,
2: yeah. yeah, so eventually we'll okay. have three all three books as a package deal. And then we're looking possibly for next year, have it all together as one book. That's great. Yeah.
0: Do you well, already have your next series planned out?
2: Um. No, okay. I don't. I, and then it's kind of frightening for me because Why? this has been in my brain right, since pretenders. 2008. Yeah. Right. And everything. Anytime I had free time, I go to the book. Yep. Anyth- anything, and I used to have th- you know three jobs and once so th- you yep. know. So anytime I had free time, I would be working on this thing. And it's kind of frightening that it's all going to be done pretty soon. What's your wife think now? She's like, what are you
0: doing just being around? You know, kind of thing. Don't you have seven more podcasts and another comic book
2: to do? (laughs) It's it's funny. As we get near the end, she's getting more um, involved. Right. (laughs) Because she wants it done probably as much as I do. Because and I understand that. She wants a free time back. I I understand. People don't want you to talk about it. People want to read it themselves. Right. And I'm sure she's been living with me talking about (laughs) it. She's for like, so can
0: we
1: can get it done now. Okay, we get it out there so I can actually boast about it <laughs> like it's done. Once I talk about it, you can buy it now.
2: Now, the other gimmick I have uh in this, and if you read the first in the page, all the characters in the book are people I know. Okay. So they're all friends, family, you know, um even the
0: guy that died.
2: Even the guys that <laughs> died, yeah. Anybody who has a speaking line is somebody that's in r- real life oh, and I, cool. I sent out release forms okay. for them. So Saying, can I use your likeness in a story?
0: Ah. Yeah.
2: The, right. the, the comical thing is they started acting like actors. They'll send me, like, <laughs> what's my line? Just, you know. <laughs> You're
0: know, they like, you don't need to worry
2: about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm, we know. Know. Well, they, I, I a little bit encouraged it because it's like, what would your character think would dress like? And they sent me some ideas. You know, um, your character is driving a car. What kind of car from the 60s? What do you think? You did? Right. So I did get some input. As well, which is so great. like the
0: community buy-in thing is what you
1: got a yeah. little bit. Yeah, okay,
0: yeah. that's clever. I could
1: see this as a, um, a play. It could oh. very well be. Okay, so that could be the next iteration of again. If you still if you still want to live with it, <laughs> it could be a performing arts thing where you take it to small theaters and perform, and then people yeah. at the end. It's like a concert, right? Like, come listen to me. And then here's my book. We'll do a reading. Here's my, yeah, here's mm-hmm. my, does that make sense? It's, a, it's yeah. a different way to engage different senses for the audiences that may not be a comic book
2: lover. Right, But yes. they
1: may love performing arts.
2: That's the whole point of this comic book that I originally, because I want to get people who are not interested in comic books. Right. To be interested in this. I right. want people that were probably like, like the 60s and the, like the crime stories to maybe be interested. Expand a comic book you know, audience. Right. And I've had people suggest, why don't you just make a short film, a small scene from this to, as a promotion. You know,
1: enough filmmakers. Right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> just call in a favor. You a just spoiler. have to let them
0: out of your basement. That's what you have to do. <laughs> just let them out of the basement yeah. and they can work on the project. But
1: that's a that's a great point, right? Uh, everybody is just visually more acute now on just commercials and, or anything that comes up on their phones and scrolling and scrolling and stuff. So, yeah, to have a thirty-second something that literally said "For more, go to the go to the website." And it's actually yeah. it's, instead of it's a visual thing, it's actually a comic book, which I think could be fascinating. Like even yeah. if you
0: did like a, a stop motion like cartoon, like yeah. I think that would yeah, be
2: fun too. Be cool. Look
0: at us just giving him more work. Yeah. Look at like we, <laughs> we're like Nick. We have homework assignments for you on
2: your project. That's you. you. Can That's doing do none of this stuff. <laughs> right. That's the other appeal of comic books. You can blow up a city, right? right. You can't do that in a movie. Right. Right here. <laughs> well, a no, comic book is just one panel, right? right. And, yeah, mm-hmm. you just draw it out. Yeah. What
0: was the hardest thing as you were creating the Greenway?
2: Dialogue. Okay. I think that's the most – people who do it, like Aaron Sorkin, mm-hmm. like Tarantino, make it look so natural and so authentic. Mm-hmm. Um, I read a lot of Elmore Leonard books and what's that Elmer Leonard Leonard's an author his mm-hmm. his couple of his stories turn into movies like Get shorty Oh okay Jackie Brown gotcha um, I think he does dialogue really you know, really well and I am um, inspired by Elmer Leonard who said if it soo- if it feels like writing throw it away
0: okay gotcha <laughs> he,
2: <laughs> he's not interested in a catch line or catchphrase he wants some you really feel like these are people and I I had to that's why I had, I had to do several drafts is just. Rather than spilling out exposition, you want to get a sense that these people do exist. Okay. And I think people who have a real talent for it are mighty impressive. (laughs) (laughs) It is really hard to do.
0: Well, we're excited. I thank you very much for bringing one so we can share it.
1: Well, Well,
2: Thank you for having me. Great great illustrations, by Mm -hmm. the way. Wow. You always drawn? Drawing was the the thing that I wasn't worried about. I've always done that. Got it. Writing was. Okay. Writing, yes.
0: So was drawing, like, when you were uh, a kid, was that one of your escapist things that you did? Did you always kind of just draw in the background? or
2: I always drew. And yep. the fascinating thing is my my parents encouraged it. Yeah. And, you know, like, what do we do? They didn't know. They just knew that this is what the kid likes to do. So they gave me coloring books. Yeah. Which is, you know, you give kids coloring books. Mm-hmm. And they realize I wasn't coloring them. I was filling in the blank spaces. And I, as a kid, I realized those are somebody else's artwork. I don't want to uh. mess with somebody else's artwork. I want to do my own. So I, I guess it's always been with me that I want to do my own artwork. Well, yeah, we yeah. encourage
0: everybody to grab the greenway. So we go to uh, Indie Planet, you
2: said. Correct, Indie, Indie Planet, Planet,
0: and you go get that, and then tell everybody where they can find you online. I know that we have the the Twitter and the Insta and the Facebook and everything for the St. Paul Filmcast as well.
2: Sure, um, uh, the St. Paul Filmcast and me are on Instagram, mm-hmm. so you can find me um, at uh, at N Paladachuk, my okay. last name. Um, you can find the Saint paul St. Paul Filmcast at st.paulfilmcast. paul filmcast. I am on Twitter uh, um, at Nicholas two. Okay, there's two of us and, and the second one. <laughs> and of course, you can find us on uh, Twitter uh, the well, at the as at St. Paul Filmcast as well.
0: And we'll make sure that we connect all of that from our BR our Geek page. I also know that you're part of like a really cool like. You know, the social media, uh, you have a a, a a nice little community that you're part of. So th- I saw mm-hmm. a couple of hashtags that they were using where there's some other podcasts and some like-minded people like you, and you guys all seem to be self, I mean, co-promoting one another. Yes, definitely. Yeah.
2: Um, so the Twitter, and usually independent um, podcasts on Twitter, um, for any episode, anything mm-hmm. announcement, use the hashtag Modern family
0: i like it mm-hmm. and then
2: everybody we always support you and we'll shotgun it out for you mm-hmm. there's also for uh, a female uh, podcaster hashtag lady pod squad i like that one there's just not an i mean pod podcast white bearded people there's a, <laughs> there's a bunch of us right so mm-hmm. i don't think there's enough ladies out there so they hashtag Lady posquata. I always support them. Thank nice. you. So we'll have nice. to give
0: some more content out there. So, Jayden, what do you have going on over here at the Twin Cities Film Fest?
1: Um, we're just kind of planning. We actually just got back from a uh, programming retreat um, up north, um, and that was just fabulous. Uh, it was myself, Bill Cooper, my managing director, and my artistic director, Steve Snyder. And um, we kind of talked about what the next uh festival's gonna look like as far as programming and slotting and all that fun stuff and we're in the thick of programming as we speak right um we uh, m- i have some travel coming up uh, which you may be part of that travel we're still haven't solidified it yet but um i'm going to boston to go to the province film festival uh in june and then i'm going to la because there's a lot of um, filmmakers that have stopped by the festival uh, indies and some of the celebrities that have stopped by Um, We're going to throw a 10-year party out in L.A. as well. And then we'll do a 10-year party here. Obviously, the festival here will be a 10-year party here in Twin Cities. But we're going out to L.A. and um, that'll be mid-June, I hope. You can make it. You're coming. I'm coming. coming. I'm going to be nice. there. I'm going to work nice. it and out. So we'll do a podcast yeah. from there. We'll we do, should. We, we'll, yeah. we, we should do a podcast with some of the filmmakers from that party.
0: And then what we can also do is that as we meet these filmmakers, we can tell them that they should be on the St. Paul That's film right. cast with Nick. Oh, and it all you. bring us all Well, why don't we work around. on
1: that? Why don't we have you be part of our um, festival this year? and I just love to. Yeah. Because we're yeah. having so many filmmakers come anyway. So if you just yeah. want to like plop a seat up there and just talk to
0: all the filmmakers. We'll <laughs> <laughs> work it out. I love talking to
2: filmmakers. Done. See.
0: I love it when a plan comes together. Yes. We also love it when you're part of our Be our Geek community. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Be Our Geek Show. You can also email the show at be our Geek show at gmail.com. And you can always find us online. You can go to the Twin Cities Film Fest website, which is TwinCitiesFilmFest.org. So thanks again, Nick. We appreciate you being part of the show. And I'm Thank sure you. we'll have you on again. We have some fun things that are coming yeah, up. Yeah, when,
1: when the second book comes out. Yeah. Bring well, that in. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> going to be so exciting. So, everybody, thank you very much for listening to Be Our Geek because everyone is a geek about something.
3: To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health.